Hey, Juventini, welcome to episode 14 of the All Juve cast, and it's post Verona and Juventus. This is going to be a uh, interesting show, say the least. Uh, definitely didn't end up uh, the way we wanted it. And uh, John coming in here, you guys are late, just like Rabio's mom when Kenny knocks him up. Wow. Wow. What are you guys so fired up about us being late for? You guys uh, all amped up to cover a loss here. Uh, Okay. No, Sal coming in. Morning. Uh, Bob, always ready to go. Anthony. Anthony's in here mixing it up. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Let's uh, let's take you through this one. We got uh, Lucci, uh, who still looks devastated. Hoodies on. And uh, Luca. Good morning, boys. Morning. Morning. Good morning. Let's get to the goods here. Uh, this one we knew was going to be a tough one. I mean, in our match day live, it was pretty realistic in terms of the predictions. Um, I know that some of the viewers who were joining live were kind of mentioning, man, you guys are killing our mood and whatnot. You could almost see this coming a mile away. Right, boys? Unfortunately. Unfortunately, you could. I mean... Sassuolo, we saw what happened with Sassuolo, and they played a straight-up game. This one, I anticipated no fear out of Verona, who's in good form right now. And uh, that's what we saw. We saw a team, and we continue to see teams that are not afraid of Juventus. And that's the reality that we're in, that, uh, that fear is basically gone. And in theory, it should be making things easier for Juventus to play in these games that are more open, but we're not seeing that. And we're going to break all that down and kind of get to that and and sort it all out. Now uh, we'll kick it off with uh, quickly going through the highlights in this one. I don't want to let anybody uh, relive that more than they have to. Um, I watched the game twice myself uh, just to get a better feel for it because I'm not going to lie. The emotions were uh, sky high through the roof after this one. Um, they were, I was somewhat tame after the Sassuolo one, but this one really, really pissed me off. Okay. But, uh, we will, uh, we'll get this, uh, covered here and I'll bring up some slides and whatnot. We'll start with the lineup. Chesney and goal, Danilo, Bonucci, Chiellini and Sandro across the back, Quadrado, Bentacur, Arthur, Rabio, and Dybala Morata. Real quick, the only thing I want to say is everybody that gets fired up when they don't see Delict on the lineup, he started 7 out of 10 Serie A matches and all three of the Champions League matches. If Raiola wants to move him, he's going to move him no matter what. I see no issues, and we have bigger fish to fry than center back, in my personal opinion. Guys, you want to touch on this whole thing with Delict and uh, your thoughts on the lineup going into this one. Let's kick it off with Lucci. Um, yeah, Delit, what do you expect him to play every game? Uh, when you already got Bonucci and Kalini there, I and he's gonna play, he's probably gonna play the next next upcoming match, so I'm not really too worried. Um, and with the lineup, I don't know, we've, we've touched on this a thousand times when you have Rabio playing left mid, it's so frustrating. It, he can barely play his natural position of center mid. Now, you want him to play left mid and, and get involved in the attack and try to do things. I'm losing. I'm losing a lot of patience with him, and I know Lou's gonna stick that to me after for trying to support Rabio. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Luca, your thoughts on Delict, and then uh, not being in, and then just the lineup in general. Look, I think we're we're very fortunate to have three incredible center backs 
uh, to rotate with. And I, I personally will admit, like I won't be hiding here. I was uh, not unhappy, but I think Bonucci was getting a lot of minutes. And I think it was starting to show versus Sassuolo. So I did bring it up to you guys. Like, I think he might be a little tired this game. But that being said, like, you put Chiellini next to him. Chesney behind them. They have chemistry. They've been playing a while. I'm, this is not my worry going into this game. I see this lineup, and that's not my worry. So to touch on the lineup, my biggest worry is that midfield. Period. That's it. Nothing else. Everything else, to me, looks perfectly fine. Yeah. And I think, honestly, when we kind of broke it down, and Eric and myself seem to agree, when you look at this lineup and you try to think where the counterattacks are going to kind of happen, I, I don't see I don't see it shaping up well, especially out of a 4-4-2. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happens. Um, guys, it's incredibly frustrating. I think the most frustrating part for me is that when you can spot things in the lineup that you know aren't going to work, surely Allegri needs to adjust and get things going. We're going to crank things up on Allegri too as we get going through this one. But uh, let's get to uh, some of the highlights here and uh, see if I can uh, get these going up here. Uh, okay, so kick it off. This is six minute when Chesney's forced to make a save short side. And this comes again from a turnover out of the middle of the pitch. Benton Coor. Uh, Bentoncourt right halfway, and Verona turns it up immediately. So lost possessions, no surprise. We led this game as we have actually several. So we had the most lost possessions in this one. We had a decent amount of possession um, in terms of overall, somewhere around 54 56%. But again, a lot of turnovers. And Verona seemed to for a while there, just intercept a lot of what we were trying to do and break it up. Uh, finishing up with somewhere around 19 interceptions for uh, for Verona there. Now we get to uh, the ninth minute. Verona came out hard. You got to give them credit. Like they came out 100%. hard, guns blazing. This scenario right here is incredibly frustrating. Okay. So we get the ball. We're clearing it. Artur, I did not see it on the first viewing, but on the second replay, he's actually the one that plays it back. Yeah. But everybody, as soon as he gets it, and again, shape is key here, but we're just caught. He's got no options when he gets it out here. He has absolutely zero. First touch takes him here. This particular player here was closing in on him. He plays it back. Sandro is in this position, and he stays in this position for about five minutes. And then you can see here Barak. Barak makes a quick cut. Chiellini's, it looks like Chiellini was trying to pull everybody forward and absolutely nobody went with him. Rabio, Benucci, Danilo. Absolutely nobody went level with Chiellini. The worst part is when the ball, right here in this scenario, look at the awareness of Adrian Rabio. He is standing straight up. He could see the position Barak's in. He makes absolutely no move to get there. And actually, when we go to the next slide, he's still, he's still there. He literally, all he did was turn around. So the Barak's shot gets stopped by Tech. Unfortunately, the rebound goes right to Simeone, and Simeone goes 1-0. That is absolutely piss poor and flat nine minutes into a match. 
Okay. Luch, you guys want to touch on anything on this? Yeah. Luch. Yeah. This was, I sure I shared this clip. There's actually like the video clip of it and everyone's moving in slow motion. Kalini's up and then you have Rabiot behind him, which first of all, makes no sense. And you have Benton Kurt kind of out of your picture towards the right. Like what do you that, get in position? You're the balls in your own, your own, you know, 18 and you're almost at half. doesn't make sense. You're a midfielder. You've got to cover your man or your, your area anyway. Yeah. It's just like no, no desire, no, like no one's in sync. Like it's, it, it was just a disaster. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah. Luca. I'm going to chime in for Anthony here because prior to this, this, the first image that you showed in the first turnover, that was a huge save by tech. I'm just going to say it how it is. He got that like near post big save, keeping us in that match because that was a bad turnover from Ben Tenkor. In the first 10 minutes, I saw maybe four of them just from him which was incredibly frustrating to see at the beginning of the game. As a player, you start that game, sure, with a little bit of nerves, but you should be, like, your mind should be so sharp on everything. And this is where this play gets me nervous because we'll say it how it is. Look, Arthur had a good 10 minutes. This was his fault. Yeah, okay, he passed it to the other player. But what drives me insane is that, again, this is the early minutes of the game. Everyone should be, like, razor sharp. You see that ball coming back. You're on your toes. As a defender clearing the lines, you, I don't care, like, if you expect him to kick the ball out, you should be watching that ball until it's gone past the halfway point. So, so this, to me, was, as a defender myself, my like, this drives me insane because, yeah, okay, you're hoping the guy kicks it out, but it's on you to be ready for anything because this is where shit happens right here. And Yeah, you, you and to it. be honest, again, like, while everybody's, the back pass was bad. Okay, and a, probably a poor decision. But honestly, if you look at this right here, where is he going with this ball mm -hmm. and two guys on him? And it was technically a 50-50 that he ran onto. So his initial instinct is guy on his back, guy coming from him ahead, 50-50 ball, play it back. But my biggest issue is our shape. You have your defender trying to pull everybody forward, and you have one midfielder who's technically supposed to be getting out to be an option for Arthur and he's not moving. Sandro also bring it outside. Give him something to play outside. Why do you why is he having to play back towards our goal? You don't want our guys playing back towards goal. I understand. That's a bad pass back, but we are not moving or trying to be options and a lot of it comes from the shape um, it's too flat. It's way too flat. Again, I'm going to key in on this counter attacks. How can you counter when your shape is just so, so flat when we get the ball? This is another thing Eric and I touched on. There is nothing but vertical plays to be made. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing but vertical to go in this particular shape and setup. Um, but again, way too flat for nine minutes in man. Rabio absolutely walking. Um, and the other guys behind him, I mean, no better, but Killini's stepping out. And you see Killini after this goal, he is livid. He is livid yep. that those guys didn't help and punch up the line and everything. So very, very frustrating. Can very, I just very mention out? I'm sorry. To... On. Go ahead. Sorry to... I just want to mention how of all the last guys back, and you know, it's Killini clearing that line. Why is Danilo and Bonucci just sitting back there 
you know, especially Bonucci. Like you, you, you and Chiellini should know each other like twins. You guys should be moving together seamlessly. Why is he the last man back walking? You're right, but why is Rabiot still there? Rabiot yeah, should be why, but I'm fucking, saying you know, twenty yards up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a frustrating one for sure. Super, super frustrating. And I don't know if anybody noticed, but uh, Dybala is deeper than Bentancur as well. Yeah, it's another one. It's like mind blowing. Um, the mids are all over the map. Dybala's deeper. Dybala should be the pivot that could spearhead some type of counter. So again, I really, really question just what what's going on there organizationally. Uh, but again, we move on. Thirteenth uh, minute, and uh, my God, man, nightmare start. So Simeone. Simeone basically caps off a hell of a run in two matches as he's got, what, his sixth goal in two games? Puts him at seven. Um, man, yeah, this one, Benucci's got him marked up here. And uh, you see the run that uh, actually this uh, player will make, and it's forcing Danilo back. But when he makes that run, he kind of freezes Benucci, and Benucci just stays back. This is one hell of a hit, though. I won't take anything away from this goal from Simeone. Um Tech in his dreams uh, maybe gets fingertips to it, but that's about it. That's that's 2-0. And again, just what can you really do? What can you really do? I mean, you could be hard on Bonucci and say he has to close that down. Yep. What do you take? Do you take a shot from that angle from that far out? Or do you give up the run in behind? The guy had the guy had two, three strides on Danilo. It, it's tough for me. Yeah, I mean, it's easy in hindsight to say, man, take that take that run, uh, or sorry, take that ball, like challenge that ball, get in tight. I would have liked to have seen tighter marking earlier on before it gets to this point where he's running at us, right? But what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, Luca? Okay. okay. Uh, I, I, okay you, can't, you can't cover the shot because, Again, it's going to take something incredible to beat Tech from there, which it was. You know, it's a great finish, no doubt. The thing is, you take the shot, you're leaving the guy easily right in behind you, and he's going in one on, uh, one on, right on the goalie. So yeah, it's it's a tough really one, man. He was caught. Yeah. He was caught between two minds, and again, it's that's a hell of a hit, man. Yeah, like I'm way more infuriated by the first one than I am this second yes. one, right? It's and just, I think. I think Bonut. I mean, sorry. I think Danilo's a little more to blame for this one for not sticking with his man more than you can blame Bonucci for taking more of the pass than he is covering the shot. Because in that situation, you're kind of you gotta t you gotta pick your poison, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Now there's a shout here uh, for Kellini uh, needing to shift to the middle and neutralize the runner. The only issue is that uh, Barak was uh looming around uh the front there and you see him yeah. even at the top there sandro comes in late if they all <laughs> kind of were a little more cohesive they could have shifted there but honestly that's that's a tough one because Bonucci is technically where danilo usually is and then the centers mm -hmm. can get a little tighter so when he's outside of the area running at us that's kind of danilo's danilo's world Bonucci's not it, it's tough man this was a tough one in the end it took a like a golazzo right so there you have it. Two nil, two nil. Frustrating. Uh, can't believe it. Um, I think a lot of Juventini uh, bailed out at this point, to be honest, watching it. But uh, it was tough. We knew this was going to be a, a, a tough game, and uh, 
yeah, credit to Verona because they came out hard. After that, it seemed like Juve was going to try to wake up. We get a 1-2 here. Dybala ends up going just wide. Uh, wide with this one after a 1-2 with Morata. Hopefully things can start picking up. Uh, giveaway by Verona. And uh, actually in the 34th minute, Dybala Morata had another 1-2. Dybala ends up going high short side on that one. This is the 43rd minute where... Uh, the Verona player actually hits it off Bentecourt, who finds Morata. He slots it over to Dybala, and Dybala goes off the bar with this one. And it's just painful, man, and it's it, it, it kills. It kills. kills you when you can't capitalize because these teams are so opportunistic against us. You know, it feels like this is something we've talked about. All our mistakes seem to end up with goals against, you know, and that's the, that's the most frustrating part. Verona is super opportunistic and they were opportunistic leading into this match. They almost, they, they're sitting around almost a 50% conversion rate as for what they land on target. And they were almost the same with us. Two goals, five total attempts that landed on target. Okay. Um, in this whole match. After this one, halftime down to what changes would you guys have made? <laughs> I would have made a few at least, maybe even three. Let's hear them because we got nothing at the half. So what changes were you making right away, Rabio? Absolutely. I, we all agree on that one, 100%. Well, that's one. And you, We'll get into this, I'm sure, as the game progresses, but you leave Morata on for the whole match when he probably should have came off at halftime. He, he did absolutely nothing. Yeah, there's you a couple link-ups there with Dybala for one-twos, but... That's it. Outside of that. That's it. And that was only in the first half. Second I, half. I swear he he fell over his own feet more than he actually had one twos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and that's unacceptable. It's it's oh man. It, I don't know. Luca, you wanna you wanna touch on this and then I'll I'll carry no, absolutely. on. Absolutely. I think I think we all know, and we're gonna get into it, of course. I think starting lineup was brutal. Absolutely brutal. The Rabio on that left, we saw in the first goal was just why is he there? At this point, I'm sh- I'm shouting for whatever's left of Locatelli to get on that field. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's got one leg and he's on crutches. Get him on. Get something out of this game because at this point, we've got nothing left. You know, I don't care if it's 25 minutes, 90 minutes. We're just not playing like a team. So Max is to throw everything. So See, and for me, the that's starting lineup, if the starting lineup was a 4-3-3, you can justify it. Mm-hmm. Even if Dybala was on one side that you could switch him in, if one of your fullbacks pressed, he could switch in centrally. You can argue that in a 4-4-2 shape, it makes absolutely zero sense to waste Rabio as an outside player. We talk currently about um, counterattacks. Anthony highlighted against Sassuolo, who played wide open, 4-2-3-1 against. We finished with zero counterattacks. That cannot happen. This match against Verona, who played wide open, zero counterattacks again. And it's not going to happen in this shape. 4-4-2, it, it's, it's frustrating. So here's another thing, and we'll get to this later on. If Allegri wants to play this setup and be defense first, number one, you can't leak goals. We are. Number two, you have to be good on the counter. We haven't countered in two matches. So what exactly are we attempting to do? Like that, that's the frustrating part. Is what exactly are we trying to do? 
and we'll we'll get deeper into that as we go here but okay we all agree changes need to be made at halftime thanks max we got zero yeah. uh 47th <laughs> minute bala ends up uh going wide again uh from just outside the area this one was close uh Morata chasing it in and then uh we get uh, a little bit uh deeper in we get some changes 69th uh sorry 57th minute locatelli in for rabio mckinney and for bentoncourt this helped Yes. Okay. Can I, can I just say, why did Max have to wait a full, like, seven minutes to make a change? Why did you just not make it at half? What did you think would, would change? Well, <laughs> this, this got me really mad. It's like, yeah, if you're going to wait till the 65th, okay. But you, at the 56th, that's like, you just got back from the second half. Why? Just do it at halftime. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know what he's thinking here. And I, I think you touched on this yesterday, Al. Like, if you're going to play Locatelli, who's apparently gassed for, you know, 30-plus minutes, what's an extra 10 at that this, point? This yeah. is this is my thing. This <sighs> is really something that's bothering me, is how everybody, and even fans, you know, they try to argue that, well, no, this guy needs rest, this guy needs rest, this guy needs rest. If he needs to come into a game and save uh himself and then still get thrown in for 40 minutes one yeah where's the rest play play your guys we played this match backwards is what we did and (laughs) sadly enough i remember saying this quite a bit three years ago play your guy even if they need rest whatever let them take that 40 take it from the start Mm-hmm. If it's quality key guys, just take right. it from the start. And another argument there is that Max probably had a plan about having like some impact on the bench. When bullshit, bullshit. He, he, he fucked that up. Sorry, he's messed that up for three games now. Yeah, from Inter to Ver- to Sassuolo to Verona, he's messed up his starting every time. And when the subs come in, we're a better team. So I so, don't know if he hasn't realized that he keeps making the same mistake. This is not we'll get- team. Can't do that with this team. We'll get to also when Juve really started to put the squeeze on what ended up going down. But honestly, like, yeah, it's just make these changes earlier. That's all we ask. Like he knows. Right I now, knows. I see a team that in this in this particular shape is struggling. And then when it's uh, when there's key guys that are out of there, it's it's still it's tough. Worse. It's just not it's not all coming together right now. And it's frustrating because we went on a string where I gave him the benefit of the doubt because we were out our tour. We were out Dybala and whatever, and we were winning grinds one nil and whatnot. And it was like, okay, let's wait. But offensively things should be evolving and picking up once Dybala and our tour kind of get in. But the thing is he split up Arthur and Locatelli, which in my opinion, he can't do. He just can't do it. He's going to have to sacrifice that mm-hmm. uh, switch and just, get them out there at the same time because both of those guys need each other because if you're going to put Artur or even Locatelli out with Rabio, especially as Rabio trying to be one outside and then Bentecourt, Bentecourt and Rabio cannot share the pitch, especially if you're nope. looking for counter attacks and you want to be in a four, four, two, this is madness. Okay. In my personal opinion, this mm-hmm. is madness. Now let's, let's, let's continue on here, but yeah, we get those subs. 57th minute okay 69th we get Bernardeski in for uh Artur and Kulishevsky in for uh Quadrado 78th minute and uh we find one and we literally send uh everybody 
McKenney gets himself hmm. into an area. And again, if you look, it's uh, Dybala that makes a run here. Pulls. That actually yeah. frees this guy, but it pulls this back mm -hmm. away, that which opens up for uh, McKenney. And again, shapes kind of out the window, and we just send everybody McKenney with a hell of a hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's our one. Now we continue on in uh, 82nd minute. Man, Kalinic almost kills us, just like that. Four minutes after the goal. Um, we got, what, three guys there, another a fourth. And he just cleans up right through as they're running at us. And luckily, this one goes wide. Still have some hope. 89th minute, Dybala. Dybala gets absolutely stoned on this. Um, and that's it. That's uh, game over, unfortunately. So there you have it, boys. Uh, we wrap up the game. It's 2-1. Infuriating stuff. But it's not. I did watch this one twice around. Okay, and it's not as bad as the emotions led at the start, but there are many things that were highlighted that we need to do better. Number one is the identity for me. You want to be a counterattacking team. You haven't counterattacked in two matches with not one. So that can't be it. Number two, we can't, we have to stop experiments that have failed so far. Rabio on the left, it's done. Four four two for me, yeah, shouldn't happen. We started to finally put down the squeeze on these guys when we abandoned our shape completely. Mm -hmm. When we abandoned it completely, and three players went rogue, chasing goals, <clears throat> is when we finally created havoc. We need to play with a little less fear and not so safe, and we need to commit to attack been saying this for a while you have to play what's in front of you and the team that's in front of you and naturally verona they're three four three changes into five at the back there how are you going to do that with numbers on mckinney's goal it was numbers everybody was up front there dibala was able to take a guy away that opened up the lane for him and mckinney was in the area numbers when you need the numbers you have to commit to the attack you can't you can't attack half-assed, especially in Syria, because the teams are too good defensively. So you have to you have to commit like teams do against us. But there's there's changes to be made. Again, my frustration is that we went through a good string because this is another defense of the team right now is that we just went through a great string of matches. Well, we went through a string of great results. Yeah, but were they truly great? matches because we still knew it was unsustainable in my opinion at least i felt we couldn't continue like that in that grind players are going to get gassed um it's going to wear out and you need more goals you're not going to win one nil every single match going down the wire it's not going to happen so at some point offensively we should be evolving especially when dibala and artur comes back in the mix but our attempts remain around the same per match and big chances big chances are still extremely low two big chances for juventus in this match and keep in mind verona didn't really do a whole lot after 20 minutes you know they really didn't do a whole lot after 20 minutes and we finished with two big chances it's got to be better last year what was the story of last season 
most big chances generated, most big chances missed under Pirlo. So Pirlo, you know, and this is another thing I said, and this is a great highlight by Sal. Al, three people going rogue is individual efforts and not a team. I agree. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm saying. This is what it took. So what does that tell you about our system? If three guys going rogue ended up looking better than what our design was at the start of the game. There's issues that need to be dealt with there. Now, I put a tweet out yesterday that went absolutely wild. Um, people, Some people took it the wrong way. But I said a lot of people owe Pirlo an apology. Yep. And this is not saying Pirlo would do better right now. That's not what it was intended to say. And it's definitely not intended to say Pirlo is a better manager than Allegri. But what it was intended is that we need to be realistic about our roster and our expectations. And that's what it was meant to be. Some people went as far as saying, we owe Sari an apology. Sari was an asshole. So I'm not going to go that far. Sari ruined it for himself. I'm sorry. (laughs) But... We do owe Pirlo an apology to an extent because honestly, he was he had problems with his team, different problems than Allegri is having now. But the one thing that remains is mentality in certain circumstances. But guys, give us your thoughts on this match and let's start talking about this team and how you personally feel about this team currently right now. Lucci, you were going to... Busted yeah, so I, I, I wanted to touch on that Pirlo thing. And I agree with you 100% that he obviously was probably not the answer for this team and, and the quality and everything. But look at the, the numbers he got out of Marata. Look at the numbers he got at Chiesa. Look at the numbers even out of Kulevzeski was putting in the odd goal. Those three guys have been absolutely, you know, a, a huge downgrade compared to last season. You know, and, and you can blame Pirlo for all you want. Yes, First year coach didn't, you know, some things he obviously didn't do correct. I 100% agree, but at least he was creating chances with his, you know, best players. And imagine if he had Dybala, we, we could be talking a completely different season. Obviously, well, not only this in hypotheticals, but yeah, and, and not to cut you off, but some to give you more to speak to mm-hmm. is here's the thing you have a team right now that what's the one thing. Allegri continues to preach, continues to talk about struggling, and that's possession. Yeah. Possession. Pirlo had the same squad, less Dybala and Locatelli, might I add. Better possession. He had and 10 even our points more almost on average in possession per yep. match. But we couldn't score. 60% right? average of possession under Pirlo, these same players. His struggles were different, but what he definitely got us to do is, again, generate a hell of a lot of offense, a hell of a lot of chances. And honestly, we finished second in defense in terms of goals allowed only to Inter, who won it. 38 goals allowed. Inter allowed 35. Nobody else was in that range. Everybody else was above 40. And honestly... It, it, it's mind-blowing to me. And this is not a let's bring Pirlo back thing. That is far from what I'm trying to get at. What I'm trying to get at is this particular setup is not ideal for this team and this players. And I think it's starting to come through. The results, the string of results that he was getting was great, Max, there. But it should have eventually evolved and turned into something a little bit 
better in offensive. And again, if you continue to see issues in possession, which we all agree on, that's got to improve too. But how is it going to do it under this setup? I, I don't see yeah. it happening. This setup is too predictable. It's too flat. And the players aren't adapting to it well. So again, we have a couple different scenarios. I felt Pirlo's biggest thing is when he got away from the press. And sadly enough, when he went completely to a 4-4-2, which is exactly what we're playing in now, it's kind of when things were a little iffy about Pirlo's team. Because again, another thing in the 4-4-2, the press. The press is not strong enough. And Pirlo was all about the press and using that as the first line of defense. He shifts to 4-4-2. The press kind of dies down a bit. Our press under Max here, again, not really existent and too easy to get out of for opponents. They both have their issues. Max's Juve now and uh, Pirlo's Juve last season. But the biggest thing is, is that it, it's an eye-opener in terms of quality of players for me and this is where sal's coming in uh you know talking about uh the players and just asking is it leadership is it the quality of the players is it manager it really it's a bit of everything yeah does this roster reflect 230 million euros how many of our guys in the middle of the pitch start for say a team like roma i'm not necessarily sure other than one that any of the other guys get in there. But how much of that is a credit to the system? Because Veritude is not a name that, you know, you're going to throw around there with uh, guys that are international players like Rabio Bentico or whatnot. But hell, he sure as hell looks a hell of a lot better than what we're getting. So system is a big thing. System is a big thing yeah. that can make your players increase their value to you and your team right now our system is not on point guys yeah this Pirlo thing it, it skyrocketed but it was just to prove a point that i don't think this system is going to be the best for us as a team moving forward continue on with that and what do you guys think and sal just asking where's the breakdown here yeah uh go ahead luca look we've had the same core players more or less for two three years now since Sadi, right we got rid of ronaldo that's your biggest you know like uh, salary issue but in terms of playing that that's obviously hurt us a lot so for me yeah there's a problem of system you know there's a formation but there's there's one thing that i was really hoping because we knew max apparently for the two years that he was gone was watching us play watch what was good and bad First of all, I call bullshit on that because if Mac watched this at all, he knew that Rabiot and Bentancourt together should not ever happen. And I think if we could see it, he should have been able to see it. So during you know this whole time, I'm thinking Max came back. Okay, he's gonna have to adjust. You know, his old mentality not gonna work. So the four four two, at one point, he's gonna have to change it. But even exactly. that being said, what drove me nuts yesterday was the lack of just movement movement you know like we were flat okay the system stinks but if we're not moving off the ball you know verona attacked us not in a very effective way but they were just active you know if Simeone didn't have the ball that guy was running his head like like a he was running like a chicken i'm just gonna say it he was everywhere 
behind our players, between the lines, everywhere. When I saw our players going forward, whether it was, you know, Arturo had the ball in midfield or Dybala, like right before the line, we had nobody moving. Yeah. Morata would stay still. Bentancourt was still coming off the pitch. Rabio, I don't know where he was in all this. And Cuadrado, for some reason, was playing as low as Danilo was yesterday. For me, it was just a question of Max not instilling this killer mentality. You know, like if anyone could, like, okay, he's not Conte, but he knows what this team is about. He had it for a couple of games. He had discipline. And this is where I was hopeful. I'm like, okay, this discipline will come back and we'll grind it out. But where did it go? They wouldn't just say, you know, screw it. Let's go back to how it used to be. And this goes even to the defense. Chiellini and Bonucci yesterday were not at all in the right mindset. Chiellini was, you know, like scuffing passes and nothing was. Something is not clicking amongst these guys. And I'm glad they got in this week uh, getaway or training camp now because they really need to gel as a unit right now. You know, whether you're playing a 3-5-2 or a 4-4-2, I don't care, like Antonio tells us. I don't care what the system looks like. If these guys don't run and play for the badge, they don't deserve to be on that pitch. And that's what frustrated me the most yesterday. Yeah. But here's the thing, too. While we say, you know, it doesn't matter where they play or setup or whatnot, it that doesn't that's not right either. The, the effort the effort is the bare minimum. I can't stress this enough. Right. Okay. Running, drive, mm-hmm. being tuned in, being focused, like that goal we allowed nine minutes in. That can't happen. That's the mm-hmm. bare minimum. Mm-hmm. That's the bare, bare minimum. Players' effort needs to be up to where it needs to be. Otherwise, they hit the bench. And that's on the manager. Plain and simple. Effort, effort. I just I can't stress it enough, has to be there. But in terms of guys running around and whatnot, it's still, it still needs to make sense to a system and players need to know what another player is going to do. Agreed. And play off of them and Agreed. do all that. There's not enough of that with this and, team. And I'm not here to say that we should abandon all like structure and just go free ball like Guardiola style. I, no, I'm saying first step is get you know your your effort in there. Get the guys running. Get I don't care if it's cardio, if it's fatigue, get them running off the ball. Once that's done, then you work on changing this four four two because that's just the it's flat. It's really no. Flat. I disagree. I'm sorry, Luca. I disagree. It, it stems from the 4-4-2, man. These guys, you got Rabiot playing out of position. You got Quadrado playing wherever. You know, he's been awful. I don't care what anyone – you guys attack me all you want. He's been terrible this year. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another one. Pirlo got the best out of last season. You know, Morata, at, at the last two games, even against Inter, he was he was useless. And we gave him we gave him a pass for Inter because he didn't have much support and whatever. But now it's three at least three games in a row he's been invisible. Dybala is the only one, you know, showing um, a little bit of heart, a little bit of desire, running, getting involved, uh, you know, backtracking everything. But where is that from everyone else? Bentancur, Rabiot, Artur, sure, you like the way Artur plays. But again, he doesn't do enough. You you play a, you play a, I you know, me and Al have discussed this many times before, a, a 4-2-3-1, a 4-3-3, you know, you, you put midfielders in their comfortable position for them to succeed. You know, you have Locatelli, Artur, Weston, and or someone else, whatever. You you put them in their familiar position so they can do, you know, what they're used to, right? And then you take it from there. Then, you know, maybe the the, the passion, the aggression will come because they're in comfortable positions. So my question to you now, Luci, is why, like, there's a certain accountability here for Max because 
we have to be very realistic. What's midweek? We're playing Zenit at home. Right. We've gotten three wins in the Champions League. Why? Why is Max being precautious with his starting lineup? Why did he not just throw his best eleven out there? Why is Rabiot there? You know, why are these guys? Why are these guys starting when they shouldn't be? He had a stinker right. last game. Rabiot played like absolute shit last game. Why is he back on the field? You took him out at halftime, but you put him back to start this game. When is he going to learn that he can't keep making these mistakes? This is Absolutely. not the team he used to have where he could rotate. He can't do that. He's got to start the best eleven every time. I don't care. I got no, it. 100%. Yeah. Go Alex coming in here with, uh, you know, kind of agreeing with Luca and just saying you can't really get into tactics, shape, and whatnot when they can't string three simple passes together or not be gassed for 15 minutes. But the thing is, again, if you break down a lot of scenarios, the options aren't there. Mm-hmm. And, and it really, really does stem from this setup. I mean, it is a bad setup. It, it guys, we we have to be we have to be serious here. These are walls down matches. Juve is been struggling for years against the low block. Teams aren't even giving us that anymore, and we can't trip. Uh, we can't prevent ourselves from tripping on our own dicks. Okay, like it's it's crazy. We, these are games wide open, walls down. The fear factor is gone. Nobody fears Juventus or playing them anymore. The blueprint is out. Yeah. Hit them hard. Hit them fast. Uh, press them. The blueprint's been out for a few seasons now. But now the, ga- the games are wide open. Like Fear factor is extremely gone without CR and that threat there. System is key. And yeah. we see these guys get in scenarios where... There is no options. How are you going to counter, be a counterattacking team, if you are basically left with one flank to go up the pitch in? And that's Quadrado's flank. And even then, that yesterday I said it, for some reason, positionally, he was Invisible. at the same height as Danilo. I don't know what he was holding back for. I think there might have been a, a tactic involved, but he was not getting up the pitch at all. But that's another thing. So even when Chiesa is healthy, you have him playing as a midfielder or a secondary striker. He needs to play on the wing. He needs to play mm-hmm. outside so he can work his magic, his speed, his dribbling, cut, you know, target defenders. Like we see, saw him do all last season. That's when he was at his best. And like, I agree. It, 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 I think there's way too much overcoaching by Max to a degree with okay. his team because mm-hmm. it should be a lot more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yep. We talked about early on in the season potentially going with this 4-4-2 to try and basically help Dybala and get him in into something that's more advantageous for him because he becomes one of the two forwards, but he can free roam. And it still gets you outside players. Quadrado, Chiesa. He was going with Chiesa on the left, Quadrado on the right. That even makes a lot of sense because attacking-wise... Chiesa will give you an option on that left flank a lot better than Rabio. Mm-hmm. But, but see, I still don't fully agree. I still don't fully agree that that is the right setup for this team because Absolutely. it still puts Chiesa doing too much defensive work. And somewhere along the lines, if you're going to play three midfielders, well, Quadrado was considered the fourth. And I said at the start of this game, if you play this as a 4-3-3 or even a 4-3-1-2, this could be good. And it could work. And it could hurt Verona. But again, factoring in the opponent. This is the part that's kind of 
alarming right now in terms of Allegri is that the opponents are right there in front of them. Hell, I've had, I don't know how many comments coming to my DMs or whatnot on tactical breakdowns, these videos I'm doing. Here's a guy sitting in his living room in Canada, and I can watch video of these teams and lay it out for you. Hell, I laid that Sassuolo one out to a T. What we got to do to hurt him? Yeah. Max sees this 100%. Is it the quality of the players? Yeah, that comes into it in certain degree. But I don't think he's put them in an advantageous scenario to yep. succeed. And this is my point. This was my point about Pirlo. It was not that Pirlo is better than Max. It is not that Pirlo needs to come back. It's the fact that with what do you largely have? the same roster minus Cristiano Ronaldo, he did things that this team isn't doing currently. Mm -hmm. And it raises the question is – do we need to do something different? Is what Max doing not the best for this team? And personally, as I see it, I would have to say that what he's doing is not intended for the players we have and is not the best. If you have game in, game out, and I understand that these guys are tired, were they not tired last season? Pirlo had to deal with COVID, yep. injuries, a hell of a crazy schedule. Those guys were tired. Mm -hmm. He still got a lot out of Morata, Chiesa. Kulishevsky was arguably a bit a bit better. See, there has to be something there, guys. And the only thing I could tie it to is the system. Mm -hmm. and that's why I called bullshit before, Al, because I think he should. He said he was watching these games, but he clearly isn't learning even the simplest. If you can see that this 4-4-2 isn't working with Rabiot as a left wing... Like, when we played this 4-4-2, I think even with Bernadeschi out in that Rabiot spot, it wasn't that bad, you know, like against uh, against Chelsea, it was the same lineup technically, but, you know, in terms of formation, but it held out. Why? Because we had a natural player in, an, in a position where he should be. And this team has, if it's one issue this team has, it's a, an overabundance of wingers, right? We've got a lot of forwards, a lot of guys who play yeah. in the wing. So why does he choose to put a French midfielder on the left wing where he shouldn't be. Yeah. Again, That's what I mean. Just and this is what we're saying. And honestly, I can't like for me, the Sassuolo match, your wingers are your wingers. You have a striker and you have your midfielders plain and simple. The That's hybrid it. thing doesn't need to, doesn't need to happen. And honestly, even in Pirlo season, the hybrid thing, it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. There's very few guys like you have to be a specific player to fill hybrid scenarios and he was closer Pirlo was closer to getting a hybrid thing to work at the beginning than beginning, yeah. this is really and again I think it's a lot to do with uh the players the players he was trying to make it work with albeit a McKenney yeah who actually was guns blazing at the start until he hit that hip injury, McKenney mm -hmm. hit a nosedive for a while. But he's also starting to kind of pick up. But he was one of the guys that went rogue yesterday, and it worked. So now I want to ask, because we didn't really touch on this at the end of the game, and I want to see what Lucci has to say about this. Um, that last 15 minutes, I was listening, and the commentator said it. He's like, it's three games now where I see Juventus, and the dying minutes become proper Juventus. And he asked, he's like, why is that? Or the, he's like, he's like, should Max Allegri be making these subs earlier? And this is why I'm like, I'm fixated on that. And I want to think, yeah. I want to hear what Dan says because, in my opinion, that ending lineup 
maybe uh, without uh, Artur, who should have been there. That's that's our starting lineup for you know most of the games. So it, it's like it's like they turn it up a notch too late. You know, you you got ten minutes left. Okay, let's try to do something now. Maybe because that's the aggressive subs Max made, and he should have started like that from the beginning, like you mentioned, Luca. But why don't they show this passion throughout the game? Is it the players? Is it Max? You know, maybe changing things with the subs that they're changing the style, they're changing the formation, the tactics. Maybe, but it's also you need you're down two goals, and you guys hardly have any opportunities after that. First of all, you shouldn't have gone down two goals, but that's a whole other situation. But for me. From what I've seen from McKenney, I think he should be starting at this point. You sit Bentancourt, you sit Rabiot. I at this point, you got to play a four-three-three. The four-four-two, I've been done with it since last season. But I, I, I preferably would be a four-two-three-one. But obviously, we don't have the pivots to do that. So I think that for this season going forward, the four-three-three would be the best solution because you get the best out of your wingers. You have a three-man midfield, so they can all kind of help each other out. You have McKenney who's going to work box to box. And then, you know, Art Locatelli, and if you want to keep Artur in there, you have a bit of everything, you know, and, and you let your wingers do what they have to do. It, it, it's less counter The funny thing is, is that Bentoncourt plays as a pivot nationally. Like, yeah, he but plays he as a pivot with? nationally. Like, a Loka Benta, if you want to go 4 2 3 1, because here's the problem 4 3 3, Dibala becomes a problem. But didn't Dibala have his, one of his best seasons under Sari in a 4 3 3? He did. He did but again, Take we gotta out. make sure that our fullbacks on point in that because that's what gives them the freedom, right? And I'm I'm down for it. I'm down for trying it because we have to get we have to get away from the four four two guys. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's dead. In terms of subs coming on and making an impact, number one, and this is something that's not new. Yeah, I see Anthony making a point about the other team was defensive at that point right so it makes it it's easier for the guys that are coming into play but again the things that highlighted for me were the fact that shape was pretty much abandoned when we started to really create havoc for them subs came in yeah we picked up play they started to sit back we looked better we did things better but we didn't actually really truly threaten until we exactly. set everything and the kitchen sink at yep them. And just abandoned shape. You had Benucci up there as a friggin' striker, for God's sake. So to say that, hey, no, we can do this, whatever. Well, no, because you're not going to play like that, right? Uh, sending a CB up there to be a center forward and whatnot. And McKinney absolutely going nuts uh, anywhere he could find space. No, it, it, it's, it's different than that. We need to evolve our game. There needs to be set plans. There needs to be shape. There needs to be ideas that are worked as a team, there is still a lot of just individual reliance. And now it's just shifted to Dybala is all I really see. So in theory, like the team play thing still needs a lot of work, a lot of work. Okay. And again, I can't stress this enough, but when you look at one year to the next and you have a largely similar team, to go into a lot of matches where you're saying four or five guys are not up to it, that to me says more about the system and the setup and how you're playing than it does the players themselves. Because we've had this player quality battle for a while, and I agree. But I've said this last year, and I'll say it again this year. Outside of your main starting 11, it gets 
a little iffy with this team. You know, it, it does. It it just it does. And you know what? That's okay. I'm okay with that, Al, because let's look back a bit. The first thing I think of is Max going into, let's say, Cardiff. That starting 11 was leaps and bounds above this one. But that's all we had was a starting 11. Because as soon as those subs came on, when you have Mario Lamina, was it Lamina that year? Oh. oh. Right? Like we had subs that were not even close to the par, right? And that's okay. Because back then, that's that's the team we were. But look what Max did with that 11. Why is he suddenly not doing that now? Like I, I think I get he's adjusting, but not the right way. You know, again, it comes back to just using the proper 11. Yes, they will get tired. We know that. That's fine. But look at the subs we have. You know, like if you don't start Kulisevsky, that's fine. He's quality to come off the bench. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you don't start Bentoncourt, okay, but he's still quality. Yeah. Just because he can't give it for the entirety of the game doesn't mean I don't feel well, bad for him coming for 30 minutes, you know? And in term, in terms of the sub thing, what I'm trying to get to, because, you know, Omar's bringing up, well, yeah, we made it to the Champions League, though, with uh, Lamina and Storaro yeah. with subs. No, what my, what my point is, something that I've said this entire season, Max needs to be extremely careful in rotation. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. He needs to be extremely careful with rotation with this team because... This 442 is not plug and play amongst all his personnel. It's not plug and play for majority of them. Exactly. Exactly. And this is why I'm saying, like, this is on Max. Max needs mm-hmm. to sort this right now. He needs to figure it out because it worked. It got us out of a jam. But theoretically, with our tour come back to Bala, whatnot, we should have evolved. It should have gotten better. And it's arguably gotten a bit worse. Um, but- that's arguably. But we're generating opportunities. We're generating chance, but big chances. Big chances is still extremely low. And this scares me. The reason it scares me, again, going back to last season, you had the team that generated the most big chances out of any team in Syria. And we had the most big chances missed. We're not clinical. So now all of a sudden, if you're taking even less big chances in, that's scary. That's scary. And... We, we need to start scoring goals. That's the one thing through all those 1-0 wins. They're great, great results. But you always knew you had to get more offensively. You can't just live by like that. You can't do it. And this is the part that was getting frustrating with Allegri towards the end of his first tenure. That evolution. Hey, let's go. Let's pick it up because the game's changing. We can't, we can't live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. We're back full circle almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And now it becomes a question, and there's a lot going around right now. I'm not going to be jumping on that uh, train anytime soon of max out. I'm no, not going to no, do no. it. I think... However, yeah. however, question needs to be asked. For me, this team simply can't afford to get rid of max. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens, and this is a really shitty thing to say, Whatever happens, happens because we absolutely cannot continue to do this. There was a lot of arguments for keeping Sari. I was against keeping Sari. I'll tell you right now. And the reason was he was an asshole. And I said that. He wasn't an asshole. There was arguments to keep Pirlo, which I could understand. But I also understood moving away from him. And the reason was to bring Max back because he's experienced knows the club 
and we struggled with identity and mentality. And I believed in Max in getting that right. And the one biggest thing was the hope that we all had, but that little lingering fear did two years away from the, from the game allow Allegri to see what he needed to change? And that question still remains and probably is stronger than ever. My question to you guys is Max, like, where do you guys stand on Max so far? Luca, go ahead, man. I'll make you go first. Ah. No. <laughs> no, I think, Al, you have a point here. Look. At this point, it's as Anthony says, this is going to be a we knew this was going to be a rough season. It, next year, Max will have hopefully a little bit more that he wants from this team, which is okay. It's understandable. Um, my my biggest uh, you know point to nag on Max now is that he showed us that he can get structure out of this team. He showed us that we can go 90 minutes against big European clubs and still you know grind it out. So he showed us that he can bring back that at least that structure and that somewhat of identity of being hard to break down Juventus. My problem is where did that go? You know, like why can't he continue that? And why can't he evolve off that? Right. So getting rid of him is just, a, it's not, the, it's not the right choice. I really think, you know, long-term it's a good idea because he's here now. And the biggest mistake we we made the last two years was just calling it quick after one season, you know, rip off the bandaid and go with another manager. But I think, He's still a good choice. I think he was still our best choice at that moment. He just has to not be as hard-headed and maybe change and allow himself to be a little bit different. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Lucci, what do you want to touch on with uh, in terms of Max? Do you still think he's the right guy? I, I do agree with you, Luca. I think he he can instill certain mentalities that maybe Pirlo or, or other available coaches can't do for sure. But my concern is that we still haven't seen it this year. We're, you know, how many games in? Champions League, Syria, and we still don't see an identity, aggression, passion with all these players. And, and that's concerning. So I'm not saying I'm a leg out. I, I think he will continue to be the coach into next season. And, you know, after that, once he has a summer to do whatever he has to do. But I, I need to see some changes from him. I can't, I can't go through this whole season watching the same 4-4-2, the same, uh, you know, we might have a 50% possession and try to hit a counterattack, even though we never counterattack. So I, I if, he, if he doesn't change, this team's not going to get any better. And, and that comes down to him. Yes, the players are not what they used to be. I 100% agree with that. They need to go out there and perform, absolutely. But he needs to change, and it starts from him. Once we see a change from him, then maybe we'll see a, a change in the team and the results. So... I'll leave it at that. I think uh, there does definitely need to be some change. Um, real quick, the live chat's been fantastic today. Thanks, everyone who's joined. We hit up to 30, and there better be 30 likes on this video. And if you're new to the channel, for sure, subscribe. If you're listening it, to it on audio, please get over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, and check out all the great videos and work that we're doing. Go to alluvcast.com, too, for all your great articles. And we got a ton of good stuff coming out this week. Now, I want to touch on, again, the great comments coming out of the live chat here. So do we go for top four but make a serious run in Champions League? Look, I don't think it's really a choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right now we just need to sort out our play and figure out what's best for uh, the team all involved and we've talked a lot here that the setup is 
I think, unfavorable to the majority of our players, like uh, Lucci touched on as well. And uh, there are some changes that need to be made. Will Max get out of his comfort zone? That's the big question. Um, he's 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 got to do it. The, the one thing that concerns me and why I'm starting to get concerned with Max, again, far from the point of getting rid of him because that's not an option. This team cannot change another manager. At some point, you have to get stability in there because otherwise the transfer markets make zero sense. What system, what setup, and what manager are you bringing players in? Okay, and we talked about this leading up to it. Um, I put a tweet out based on the three elements of the club and us coming to a realization of where we are. I know Max said we're a mid-table team yesterday. He was talking in a literal sense because we are literally at mid-table right now in terms of standings. Should this team be better than mid-table? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh. And uh, that's just a no, no-brainer. So again, this is on everybody. And these losses, is probably, this is everybody. This is players. This is the coaching. They all have to get it together, and it has to be much, much better. Sal brings up a question. Would any of you ever want Conte back? Uh, So Luca right away, right away with a head shake, and Lucci just with a little smirk there. So let's uh, let's see what you guys are thinking. Uh, Let's kick it off with uh, Luca. Go ahead. Fire away, and then we'll get Lucci. Okay, I'll be very honest. Would Conte get us firing, you know, like 11 on 10, like Grinta at the max? Yes. Is he dated and is he not going to do anything for us in Europe, in European soccer in long term? Also, yes. Did he go to Merda? Also, yes. So as much as he'd bring back a flair, everything else is telling me no. All, all I would want from Conte is his, is you know, his passion. That's it. But that's all he brings right now. So, Nope. Uh, that's a tough one. I, oh. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I personally think Conte would have got more out of this team than we were seeing out of Allegri. Probably, but not long term. Yeah. Maybe right now, but that's it. Maybe not long term, but also we don't know what Max is going to give us long term either. Uh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then the thing with Conte would concern me is that he'd play a three-five-two, and then we would have Kulu Chiesa playing wing backs, and then that would not be good. But, <laughs> um, but then again, Max is playing them as strikers or left midfielders, so yeah. you know it's it's kind of the same thing. But that's tough. I, I, like you said, Luca, I like his his passion, his grinta, and that would you know hopefully instill in some of the players. So that would be nice. But I don't I don't think he's a big notch above Allegri in certain areas. So, you know, Allegri's got to change, but so does Conte. Oh, what do you think? I honestly think you you fix some issues and still remain with other issues. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's the yeah. same as Pirlo last year. Some mm-hmm. issues weren't uh, evident that we're seeing this year, but others were. Allegri, he's got issues here with this team. Some of the other ones were corrected, but even that's starting to go away because we're starting to leak goals again. But the biggest thing for me that's concerning is possession. Mm-hmm. Pirlo had this team, same team, without Locatelli in the midfield at 60%, and we are hovering just around 50 and a lot, a lot of dispossession. Pirlo, Pirlo, outside of a handful of matches that we got owned in, he we controlled every single game. Mm-hmm. We were wasteful. 
and that's massively where, wasteful and that's where the under worst Pirlo, regardless yeah. of what one people want to say about his straightforward tactics and garbage tactics all this bad defensively we were a junk team hey the numbers tell you some kind of story they can't yes. they don't always lie they don't tell you the full story but they definitely don't lie mm-hmm. most chances generated most big chances missed i can't stress this enough only 38 goals allowed i'll see what are we at already 15 15 16 goals yeah, Oof. yeah. come on Come yeah. on, there's there's something there. Max can do way better, and this is what concerns me: is he is his bread and butter is getting the most out of what he's given. Right now, I can honestly say I think there's a lot left for him to get out of this team. Yeah. Okay, so he needs to change. Yep. Yeah. Formation. So, go go team, to that question now. You know which one I'm looking at. What's that? You're about to bring up a comment, and I know which one it is. And I'm waiting well. I mean, I want to go back uh, a little bit here yeah. Um, yeah. to uh, just uh, Mohammed, who's talking about uh, the news on Juve taking the players. They're basically doing a retiro, okay? And it's the same thing uh, uh, Sari did with uh, his squad this season. Mm-hmm. Players will remain at training camp for the entire week, straight through to uh, Saturday. And uh, honestly, that's not going to change anything until uh, Max kind of changes as well. So, really. It's kind of, it'd be good as far as what team bonding discussions, hopefully the leaders can get in everybody's ears, a shakeup, just doing something different, trying to light a spark. But again, if you're not putting the players in favorable positions, yeah, it's just not going to really amount to a whole lot of anything. Um, now, John Stewart had a question about Killini next year. Want to say some heat, but I found him very poor this year. I have not found Kellini poor, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. Um, center back is the one thing I have no issues with the rotation that's been happening with the Licht, Benucci, and Kellini. I'm actually yep. happy with it. The questions earlier about our setup and what Max can do brought up 3-5-2. We're not deep enough at center back to go 3-5-2. We mm. were lucky. Rugani got the shits in this one. Thank Couldn't God. Play. Because Thank if Rugani God. was in there under the first opening oh. pressure of Verona, it might have been more than two goals. Um, he got the shits, and I got the puking from watching this game and made me so sick. But this is terrible. We're not deep enough at center back to go three. Nope. And Delict is not comfortable in a three yet at all. Yeah. Do you guys have you guys found Kilini off the season or poor? I, I've not had an issue with Kilini. You 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 know he's not um you know he's not Bonucci on the ball, but you know, he's there for his leadership, is you know, he's a veteran, he he's still one of the best center backs in the league. So I I I don't think he's been bad. Uh, I don't maybe yeah. that's just me. I will agree with my uh crimson chin friend. Uh I think uh <laughs> I think the touch we knew was gonna be like the touch of a of a freaking of a fridge, but like the reality is Killian was man of the match maybe three out of the last four games he played easily. So I don't think he's the issue at all. Um, and I definitely don't think we should be questioning that. Like, yeah, okay, he wasn't great yesterday. I think that was more just an overall effect and because his touch isn't great, but that's it. What makes you guys believe anything will change with Allegri? This is his third straight season of dour football. Mm. I, to be completely honest with you, I don't know if anything will change. 
That's what I, I was don't know. Say. And I'm start. And like I said, I agreed to bringing him back. I thought I was okay with it. I felt he, out of the options we had, he was the right guy to get someone in with experience and everything. But again, I am getting concerned because I don't know if he will change. How do you guys feel? Yeah, it's more. It's more hope. It's more hope that he changes yeah. than than anything. Uh, yeah. Well, that goes to anything. I even with our uh, players. My, yeah. My, my only defense, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Now, my only defense of Max is all the praise he gets from either prior players or even older coaches or ex coaches. You know, like we never saw that with Sadi. We never saw that with. Yeah, it doesn't get you anywhere, though, man. No, no, but I'm saying like if other people, let's say of 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 knowledge of X, you know, like if you go one of our old coaches, example, you they'll maybe with some of the older players, they will praise Max ways they won't praise Sadi or Pirlo. So for me, just the fact that others can see it that he's actually intellectually above, I, I, that's that's where I have some hope. But then again, like you guys said, it's all hope. So yeah, I don't know. It was kind of telling for me yesterday when I saw Marquisio's tweet about the team not like just looking lost and can't do nothing offensively again. Yes. The players are to blame, but the player, the, the coach is sending them out there in, in a certain way, a certain style. So well, we, we, we did talk about it. We did say how Max. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I just piss poor. Like, right. It's it's not all praise, is what I'm. I no, guess no, no, I'm no. And I'm, yeah. and I'm gonna, we, we've said it. We'll reiterate it for those who missed it. Max is very liable. Very liable. Yesterday he, the day uh, the the game Sassuolo game, even the Inter game, he was liable from the start, and he needs to understand that he is just as to blame as much as the players are. Because sure, he's not running on the field. He's not doing the uh, the passing and shooting for us, but he's. Definitely choosing that starting 11 yeah. and the system, which is, you know, just as important. Yeah. And, you know, the thing with Allegri, the alarming part is that a lot of the same things we were saying towards the end of his first tenure are still there. Yeah. Um, he's got a, he's got work to do. He's got his work cut out for him. But I fail to see this massive of a, a change in terms of just losing Ronaldo and his 30 goals. Is that a fair statement that it shouldn't be that big of a drop-off? And that's not a uh, a knock on Cristiano whatsoever. It's just more in terms of team play and whatnot and everything like that. It shouldn't be that drastic. Well, Or is it because we were catering to him for those three years and it kind of hurt us in that sense. Benucci spoke to the over-reliance that was there on Cristiano. 100%. So what are your thoughts on that? But I, I see with that, I feel like we would be able to be play more freely, play with, you know, the whole team, get everyone involved. Uh, you know, there's less, you know, you have to cover less because Ronaldo's there. You don't have to cover his position, you know, get the ball to Ronaldo. Now everyone has kind of the freedom to do, what they feel is comfortable instead of, okay, let me just find Ronaldo. Like you have the players, you have talented players to do it. So it shouldn't be this big of a drop-off. I, yeah. I, I don't think anyway. I don't know. He was our that. one last remaining fear factor. I felt he was, like, a yeah. he was, he was yeah. because the factor. one thing with him is that he'd find those goals and 100%. he did it for us Yep, a lot. Yep. Now with that gone, it, it just puts extra everything on these guys extra pressure on uh our guys to score that need to be the goal scorers for his team extra pressure on the team for results and everything and 
if the system's not there, yeah. And again, Max, I can't stress this enough. Max openly has said this all throughout his career. The offensive players have complete freedom in the final 30 of the pitch. I don't direct them what to do. I give them full freedom. I I cannot stress how much I hate that. I I do. And I do because when you watch us play and you see the areas that a guy like Dybala can damage in and everything like that, I don't need Dybala out on the flank, Mm -hmm. out hugging the sideline. I need him between the lines of the area, just behind our forward. That's where I need him to distribute to oncoming runs from midfielders, wingers, to work one-twos with our striker. I don't need him out there on the flank. I hate that part about Max and the freedom in the final third. Yes, he's not the only coach that does that, but it's creating a problem for us. And we can all see it. Change has to be made. Mm -hmm. Guys, we didn't even get to it, but man of the match, if you had to give it for me, there was only one bright spot. Yep, we all agree on it. It's Paolo. Lowest. I think Rabio, Rabio, just Rabio. Morata's taken Morata's absolute right shit kicking in our live chat today, yeah, and I never get to it. That quickly, because I'm very curious to like what you guys think. Personally, I think the only system I saw yesterday was give it to Morata and see if he can hold it up, and then play yeah. him. He'll play off Dybala. But but that, yeah. Again, that comes down to the system, and he's all alone up there. Yeah, he's not the doing thing. nothing. The, 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 the quintessential failure of that system was that Morata <laughs> couldn't hold the ball. <laughs> Here's the thing with Morata, and this is a scary thing for all of us to hear, but he is so streaky yes. that if you don't play him, he crumbles emotionally because mm-hmm. Pirlo said it. Pirlo dealt with that last year. And he still got, what, 20-some goals out of him. It's crazy. But he's emotionally, super emotionally, super streaky. Things are going bad right now. You bench him, you sit him, whatever. It's going to go from bad to worse. How how does Kao Jorge not get any minutes yesterday? I You're down two goals. I do want to say this because, John, just to separate so that it might not be clear for people. Oh, okay. Because he says, Al, you said Allegri was overcoaching, and now you say he's allowing too much freedom. I believe Allegri's over coaching and overthinking in terms of the formation mm-hmm. and the setup and where he's playing players. That's what I meant by over coaching. The too much freedom part is our lack of team play and cohesion, especially in the final third. So I think if he's allowing those guys the freedom to just decide whatever they want to do out there and there's no set ideas, when this team falls down a goal, we this has followed them for three seasons now. You don't know if they're going to get it back. Mm-hmm. And if the pressure is all on the players because there's no set system, set design, set ideas in order to create, it puts a hell of a lot of weight on these players. And then you start to, in hockey, we call it grip the stick too tight, right? You're squeezing the stick too tight. Yeah. That's what starts to happen. Your shots start to go off. You see how much Dabal is putting pressure on himself when he's not banging these goals. It's not as loose. Where you have set ideas, say creativity, and not only that, but in the training sessions, that chemistry shifts over to the pitch. I fail to see set 
ideas and plans. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think the freedom in the final third comes into play. As far as overthinking, overcoaching, I think it's the formation and setup. Again, when you see a team like Sassuolo that played top teams before us and never changed. Four, two, three, one, go, go, go. That is a straightforward match. Overcoaching, overthinking is not putting our players in the position to do damage. That should have been our wingers, our wingers. 4-3-3 three, three, all day. Three midfielders, three forwards, your wingers on the wings, and just take it to them. We finished that game with zero counterattacks. Overcoaching and not keeping that part of it, simple enough. This Rabio hybrid role on the mid, overthinking it, overcoaching. I, I just want to uh, clarify. It's, it's what, I, I want to clarify what you're saying out for the people who kind of don't get it. In terms of creativity for the forwards in, you know, like that final third, I think what, you know, what Max really should be doing is, you know, let them do the plays they want, let them do the movement they want. But if let's say you're a winger on the right on the right side, you got to be there. So if, if Dybala is doing a pivot on a player and he, he knows you're there without looking up, right? Same goes for the left. Same goes for Morata up top. Keep that central position, that central zone. You know, if you're Morata or Dybala, but if you're a winger, stick to your wings. You know, if you want to cut in, sure, but there's got to be a one-two play with it. Don't just cut in because for the you know for the sake of cutting in. These guys are professionals. They should know that there is this position they have to be in when we have the ball and when we don't have the ball. You know, if you guys have played the sports, you know, if you don't have the ball, there's a certain position, let's say yeah. center back. I'm not going to be all the way on the right side of the, on, on the flank. No, I'm going to be in the center next to my other center back, especially if it's a certain side of the pitch. You know, you got to step with the ball. You got to drop with the ball. If you have the, the ball in possession, again, yesterday, I lost it because we had the ball going forward and we, we there was nothing to create off. There was no options. You know, Artur was literally like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. A side pass. There's no forward passes. It's uh no it's tough, knows. man. It's it's a tough, uh, sad reality here that we're in as Juventini because honestly, there's a lot of work to be done yeah. at all levels. Put this tweet out yesterday to kind of break it down, and we're going to close on this for everybody to chew on um, as we take a few days to take a breather before getting back into it. I to think be, before you you say that, Al, do you mind if I go in on Ant for a second? Because oh. I see him in the comments here. Uh -oh. And he's he's ripping on Skamaka. He's ripping on Rovella. My, Ant, are you ready Ant. for this? Are you ready? Well, I don't know what goes through your head. I know you want to stick with the old guys because you know you support your old, and I get it. And and you say, you know, yes, you and Eric both agree that Rovella's putting in good performance against uh, I don't know, who, whoever Solternata and whoever else you were complaining about that they, you know, they're not playing against real you know teams. But he's only putting a seven point five on Sofa score and this and that. But you got Rabiot, Bentancur. And even Artur, for that matter, who are putting in at six and six point fives against Verona and Sassuolo and whoever else. So what's the difference? Might as well yeah. just give the kid, let him play. You know, at least yeah. he, you know, at least he'll have some desire, some some spark to do something. When you have Bentancur and Rabiot just you know walking in circles, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah. I'm you know, I don't me, know. Let me kick Anthony out now, so he can't even rebuttal in the live chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I still like you, Ant, but I, I, that needs to be said. Rovella would not be a step down to this current midfield. That's that's it. And I talked about this yesterday. In my personal opinion, we a lot of us called for Rovella just to stay with us um, at the start of the year. And the thing is, what that would have allowed us to do now is allow Artur and Locatelli to comfortably yes. play together 
and give you another option at holder, right? So it's it's interesting. Now, John says he gets it now what we were kind of breaking down in terms of the difference of overcoaching and the freedom in the font third, but he says that he still thinks a good center forward like Jekko or even a halfway decent one fixes many of our problems. I And, and this is another a battle and this could talk we could go on for this for another hour because it gets into that what we were seeing last year versus this year and systems and making it easier for the players and putting them in more positions to succeed morata is a streaky player i don't disagree with john in terms of there could be better nines that uh help us but we do have to figure out what we can do with the guys we have right now because it's not going to change um i don't anticipate anything really happening in January for those that expect a big shift or whatnot. I honestly, I can't see it. Maybe one player, maybe, but in terms of bringing somebody in, somebody has got to go. And that's been a constant issue with UVA for many, many years. Uh, in terms of how fans feel in general, and this goes back to Kyle George. I put a tweet out. I said, I don't mind starting him in this one against Verona mm-hmm. for those that wanted to. But I said, what we can't do is harp on him the second if it doesn't go right because this is not a player. Players will fix everything. CR7 was the ultimate proof of that. Your system, your setup, all that, it matters. Yeah. Your mentality, your attitude, your approach, all that matters. Everything's got to come together. And like I said, so far, when you create this coaching carousel, you fix a couple issues, but a couple other are present. Yeah. But if you don't allow some continuity, mm-hmm. you're just going to keep fixing one thing, opening up another can of worms. Fixing one thing, here's a problem over here. At some point, you got to dig down deep, and we have to just bear down and ride it out. This was a tweet in order to get people to understand kind of everything full circle where we stand why we're where we are and to ride it out because if we continue to change it's just going to hurt there's three elements to a club management juventus have a wage bill of around 230 million euros does that roster reflect the that price appropriately in terms of quality ask yourself this question how many of our midfielders walk on to the teams that are 120 million euro minimum less a year than ours. Maybe one, maybe one. Okay. Coach. It's important to have a set system in place to help assess what your needs are. As far as the Mercado goes in our system and setup, is it the best for our players currently? If four or five starters consistently look out of place, or struggle is that the player's quality or is it the system players effort should be the bare minimum there's absolutely no excuse for poor attitude lack of desire and hunger it should be there and if it isn't they should sit no questions asked no matter the name on the back of the kit everyone needs to look in the mirror right now to turn this thing around Mm -hmm. And it will also not be accomplished overnight. We had a good string of results, but you could see that it was unsustainable. Okay. And Allegri will have to change first in order to get the change out of the players. He needs to leave his comfort zone 
and push them further. Sink or swim time for all involved because Juventus really can't afford another managerial change. And we need to start building for one of these guys. Okay. I was for bringing Allegri back based on options available and thought he could lead a rebuild because he maximizes what he has, but I'm starting to doubt it. The most frustrating thing about these games were that they were walls down matches. No fear from Sassuolo or Verona, and rightfully so, might I add. These are matches we should be thriving in, and we simply can't. And that is on absolutely everyone involved. There is no excuses, and everybody needs to be better from the board all the way down. A lot of work to do. Juve is going into Retiro for the week till next Saturday. I think it's a good start. Max, again, we we were asked the question by Delzo9, will he change? I don't know. Will the team pick things up? I don't know. Dybala put a tweet out or Instagram post out, and he's calling for everybody to look in the mirrors. Dybala's putting a lot on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see it in the reactions. That's not the best comfortable way to play, to be honest, as a player. It's tough. They need to be a little more loose. They need to start having fun. But what happens is when things go sideways and you don't have something to fall back on, like chemistry, a straight-up system that you have a lot of belief in, and I think the signs are there. Because if you watch some of these other teams that are strong in attack and scoring goals, when they fall down a goal, it doesn't really phase them. Mm-hmm. They just continue on like business as usual. We don't give off that feeling. Is that just me, or is no, that a fair we, assessment to me? Because we stink going forward. It's pretty simple. <laughs> well, that, don't you don't think a few goals would change the mentality of the team and and some you know getting players higher up the pitch to to create something? Like all again, I know is. All I know is that drive, that determination, that focus, that fight that came in the last 15, 20 minutes could have been evident much, much sooner. Yeah. Everybody needs to take this one. Tough one. We got a few days off, and then we'll be back for Champions League. Luca, Lucci, an absolute pleasure. It's a hard one. And this is this last tweet I wanted to put out was to show everybody all your opinions on where, why you think where we are, you're all right. Everybody is right. Yes, it's management. Yes, it's bad transfers. Yes, it's quality players. Yes, it's coaching. Everybody has played their part in where we stand. You win as a team and you lose as a team. It's never one individual responsible for everything, okay? This is a team sport. Everybody plays their part and the manager is a huge, huge factor. We've got a lot of work to do. We will be much, much, uh, we can be much, much better than what we're showing. It's up to Allegri and the lads to pull it together, okay? And no matter what, I'll be here. I'll be here through all of it. We're all going to be here. Fino alla fina, every goddamn time. We've been through worse, okay? And we got through it stronger than ever. This is not as bad as then. We'll be back. We'll be back stronger than ever. Let's give the guys some time. Let's have some faith. And again, our emotions sometimes take over. 
and escalate things a little further than what they actually are. I don't think Max is far off where, where we need to be, if we're being honest. He did shore up defense a little bit, and we were playing pretty solid. He got the mentality to a point where we were putting in consistent good 90s. Yesterday, we had a good second half, and maybe that played part because of Verona dropping back, but he's got some work to do. We got to have faith. That's all we can do. It's Fino Alafina, right? Fino Alafina, Forza Juventus. Guys, take care. Enjoy your Halloween, okay? Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Like and, the uh, video. Back midweek for the Champions League match day live. And then, of course, another post match pod. It's a great discussion. Uh, John uh, is correct. And uh, we thank all of you who joined the live again. We hit uh, over the 30 mark. There better be that many likes. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate it very much. Check out our sponsor, stripedartsapparel.com, and uh, get some great gear. And, of course, free shipping on orders over 120. All right, everybody. You guys got any sign-offs? Uh, no? Nope. Good. We gave a lot of love out on Friday to a lot of great accounts that we appreciate on Twitter. Especially and, uh, Guys, Especially if you're not following... Follow us on uh, Twitter, of course, at all UVcast. Find these guys, Lucci and Luca. I'll put uh, a tweet out uh, right after with some more love for everybody, okay? As always, what's a UV Fina Things will get better. I hope. Hope. Oh.